Welcome to the Barrier Breakdown, Disrupting Mental Health Podcast, where we talk about the clinical and practical issues that face those working in the mental health industry. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this week's episode of The Barrier Breakdown, Disrupting Mental Health. My name is Erin Molino bailey I'm the Chief Operating Officer at Cognitive Behavior Institute, and also my co-host today, Dr. Kevin Caridad, who is the CEO and owner of Cognitive Behavior Institute. On this week's episode, we have a very special guest, Beth Sanders, who is the founder and CEO of My Hello and Life Bio. She is an author of the Memory Journal, Life Story Journal, and many more. So Beth, thank you so much for being here with us today. We really appreciate you taking the time to be here with us and our listeners. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate being here. Yes, it's wonderful. Thank you. Can you tell us uh, the story of how Life Bio got started and then also a little bit about My Hello and what both of those companies do? Sure thing. So I grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania, and my grandmother lived in our, basically in our backyard. And um, she had early stage Alzheimer's disease when I recorded her life story, when my mother just encouraged me to do it, you know, and uh, I did it. And I was, I was shocked by all the information that I didn't know about my own grandmother. And so that inspired me to help thousands of people tell and share their life stories. And so uh, Life Bio was born and Life Bio has been helping people for many years with reminiscence and life story work. And then growing out of Life Bio, we have a new piece of what we offer called My Hello. And we use the phone. We use the phone as a loneliness intervention to help people who are isolated. And they may have been isolated before COVID and now they're very isolated, possibly. So all the way along the line, Life Bio has been, and, and My Hello have been primarily working with older adults and using their story as a way to really connect with them. And people have so much to say, just like my grandmother did, just like my father did. He was a Vietnam veteran. So capturing his story was really powerful too. So in my own family's life, I've loved hearing their stories. And I think all of you and everyone listening knows how important these things are that people have to say and how much they have to say. Once you get them going, they've got a lot to say and uh, a lot to, um, a lot of lessons learned. Uh, So it's it's been a a very interesting work I get to do, I'm very lucky. It does sound interesting. I could see how, you know, as we get older and we lose loved ones, uh, we get less and less and isolated, uh, how this would be very helpful. Uh, The pandemic as it happens, or even loved ones that maybe uh, end stage of life uh, and needing to kind of connect with others. You know, what dynamics have you seen as a result of the pandemic uh, that you've seen this really be beneficial to individuals? And can you kind of, you know, bring it home and tell some, some of the more uh, touching stories? Yeah, we had, we've had people say that they have no contact with anyone unless they might see the person delivering the mail, right? Or the Amazon driver come to the door. That's it. You know, when people aren't able to get out in this case, what are they going to do? And even many people have, especially as they get older, they have, um, their spouse has passed away. Uh, Their network kind of shrinks. They're 80 something and their, their best friends may be passing away. 
So they also may have some serious health problems, like maybe they're on oxygen or they have mobility problems that make it hard to get out of the house. So we found that we've been working with, uh, you know, agencies and like health plans and things like that. They were looking at solutions for loneliness or isolation because of these things, you know, physical issues that happen and just things that happen in life as your network shrinks. Uh, but yeah, one that really hit me was when a woman in Texas who lived out in the country said, if I don't see my male lady, I don't talk to a soul all day long. And I thought, oh, that is just so sad. So we just love that, you know, and oh, here's the other thing. We have family and we talk to them. Like if I call my mom, I'm asking her things about, okay, so what's going on with your health or, you know, like sometimes there's these kind of conversations, but we need to shift our conversations with our own family. And, and um, that's hard to do. So when my hello calls and out of the blue, we ask someone about, tell me about your childhood home inside and outside, or tell me about your first job and what was a day like at your work. You know, that's just a really different conversation to have with your loved one. And so we like to fill that little gap with my hello, kind of those strange questions people don't think to ask. I could see that recently in a car ride with my daughter, uh, we got a conversation, some of the things that I had been doing in life that she found very interesting and couldn't believe that she hadn't known about it. So I could see how that could really be helpful to connect and, uh, and get, get others excited about knowing a little bit more about you. Tell me a little bit how the insurance companies, how they're buying, what are they seeing? It sounds like, you know, usually insurance companies, they like economics, it's the nature of their business. So I'm curious to see what kind of outcomes and what this looks like. Is this an ongoing process? Is it a one-time thing? You know, what does this all look like? Yeah, with the, with the health plan, they're very interested in the, the physical problems that result from loneliness. So higher rates of diabetes, heart disease, higher rates of Alzheimer's, higher rates of depression when people are lonely and isolated. So they're starting to really hone in on this and study it because they see, they're starting to really see, as you all have seen for a long time, right? The holistic view of the person is so important, how mental health impacts physical health. And so they're actually paying for things like this to reduce loneliness. And they also realize that older adults don't always know how to use every app in the world. So shockingly, the technology they actually understand is, is the phone, right? So when my hello is able to uh, pair, we actually are able to pair up 80 year olds with other 80 year olds to have weekly conversations. And in the, in the health plan world, it's usually a, a 90 day kind of thing. So for three months, these two people are paired with each other and shockingly, but not shockingly, they become really good friends over this, uh, these weekly calls and they can continue to talk to each other after that. So once in a while, I think, okay, it's like match.com for 80 year olds who only know how to really use their phone effectively. This is good. So we're pairing- like icebreaker. Exactly, right? So now they know what to talk about, right? It's so, and they're actually fascinated because isn't it cool? All of a sudden you have a new friend in Colorado or Texas or Michigan that's, that may or may not have, you know, has this two or three things maybe in common with you, but then you get to unlock the uh, other, other amazing things about this person. So, you know, there's nothing more fascinating than another human being. 
So, I mean, crossword puzzles are cool and Sudoku, Sudoku, however you say Sudoku, but how about other human beings? It's so fascinating. I think the pandemic has, has highlighted that greatly. Yes, yes. And Kevin, for- your daughter's right. You are fascinating. You know, there's so much to who you are, like, right? And there are kids. Maybe it's nice that she's appreciating and learning all of that, right? Uh, so cool because you have so much. Uh, life just th- throws things at you. Life gives you lemons, you make lemonade, whatever. You know, all the good things that you can share with your own children. No, I, I hear a lot of clients, really what makes us human is, is the, the shared uh, experience that we have with each other how we connect and how do you do great things. I could even speak to uh, kind of the two of us on here and Erin. Erin's uh, been here from the very beginning as well as myself at Conquer Behavior Institute. And there's experiences that are just a lot of fun. And it wouldn't be the same, um, at least for me, is if I didn't have all these other great people to work with. Uh, so it's, it's a, and the same thing with life. Even when you're at 80, when people start kind of not, not that many people around to still be able to connect is, uh, I can see how it's powerful. Yes, yeah. Don't you think it's interesting how you gain strength from thinking about the people in your life that gave you, uh, you know, in the people in your life that inspired you, right? I mean, just my simple everyday ordinary grandma, you know, gave me specific advice. And that is so cool to have, um, you know, I'm sure we all have somebody like that, right? In our life. So Absolutely. I think you, you, you guys it get it. It sounds like the service that you're offering is really incredible. And like you said, unlocking some of those relationships from uh, between people that maybe have been missing in their life for quite a while. Um, do you find that most continue to, you know, have a friendship beyond the 90 days or do you, and what, what specific outcomes are you seeing after them and uh, having, you know, residents having people engage in this process that uh, could be tied to both mental and physical health? Well, we're still in the midst of some of the studies that are happening, but one study has over 250 people in it right now, which is exciting. So hopefully we'll have more data coming out, but we're measuring things like purpose and resilience, kind of the personal determinants of health we think are very, very important. You know, what helps people be resilient? And how can they be more optimistic? And uh, can, we, can we make people happier? So our initial studies have shown people are happier and they have higher subjective well-being. I'm, it's funny, they'll even restory their life. And, and uh, they have a way of thinking about, uh, you know, if I could live my life over, I would change almost nothing. We move the needle on that question where people finally go, yeah, no, I won't change it. Yeah, I didn't have it. It's never perfect. Uh, Nobody's led a perfect life. And sometimes that's a thing with life story and reminiscences. Oh, I've had a hard life. I can't talk about this or that. And then true, but we all have had some really tough times as you all know. So I think it's exciting to see people processing that and kind of going, okay, you know what, uh, I'm okay. And I'm going to forgive myself or what it, wow, isn't that, I had this hard thing, but I learned from it as they tell their story, even to their new friend on the phone. So they are staying connected, Aaron, after the original 90 day period. And I'm just glad we're making people happier and more satisfied with their life. 
Absolutely. It sounds like a, a wonderful resource. Uh, if our therapists who are listening, if they have any clients who are struggling with loneliness or clients that they think could be a good fit for your program, how can they learn more or, um, you know, how can they reach out to learn more information? Yeah. Um, 833-MY-HELLO is our phone number for my hello. And I'll just say some people just want some life story resources that they can use with their patients, clients, uh, people. So that's 866-LIFE-BIO, L-I-F-E-B-I-O. So either one of those numbers gets to us. So it doesn't matter, 833-MY-HELLO or 866-LIFE-BIO or lifebio.com. Is this targeted towards any age or is this kind of uh, across the lifespan? Yeah, we, we've mainly worked with older adults and we have actually worked with hospice too with, with end of life. And uh, we even have a, a version of it for veterans and things. But it was always my intention that this would be something that could be done at any age because we all have at whatever age things that we need to say. And we have people who reach end of life or are younger and are facing end of life or something, right? So LifeBow was designed to be for people of all different backgrounds, all different ages. It just so happens that it becomes more urgent and important as people reach over 60 and beyond. If this is not to an insurance company, is there a cost associated? So how do you guys fund yourselves? Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, people will pay for it for a family member, so they can basically subscribe to Life Bio or My Hello as an individual. So there's a way of uh, we charge for that, or we have license agreements with organizations. So someone can say, "All right, I'm going to help ten people in my in my world with these things this year." Um, a life Story Journal is seventeen ninety five. You know, so people can, for under $20, you know, gift it to someone too, if they just want to help them with a, here are the questions to ask to build your life story and go ahead and do that. You know, that would be something now, and I know life story work, work comes out of your work a lot, right? That is a common thing for people to talk about. And uh, so I just think there's ways we can work hand in hand to help people document it. We actually create books even from people's stories and have editors and things like that to bring it all together after they've said what they want to say. Something powerful about seeing your own legacy. No, I see that. You know, one thing that comes to mind, is I'm sure there are going to be some that can't afford it. Do you have any like GoFundMe page or something that people can donate to, to help support this, uh, to help those that maybe don't have the, the means? You know, that's a really good idea. We are a for-profit company. And so I've actually wondered over the years, so, you know, would we, uh, if there's a way to do that, to, to help people uh, of lesser means do it, uh, we, we don't want to turn anybody away. And so, you know, let us know if there's someone out there that you think really needs a service, because we'll find a way to make it happen if we really have a, a need and can't, there's no way up else to fund it. By the way, the mental health boards of different counties are starting to see this as something they can provide too. So that's an interesting, and uh, we have a United Way that, you know, we can partner with nonprofits in the community too. So maybe we just need to link up and even go after grants or something with different communities that are looking for options. We, we're a great partner with other organizations. So that's, we love 
doing research work with other partners or linking with nonprofits or whatever to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I can see how many departments of aging could really uh, utilize this and hopefully we can help spread the word. Yes, that would be fantastic. We'd love to work with you. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here with us, Beth, and for sharing uh, the information on my hello and life bio. I'm sure there's a lot of people who will be interested in learning more. So we really do appreciate you taking the time to be here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much to our listeners for tuning in to this week's episode of The Barrier Breakdown. We hope that you stay safe and healthy, and we will see you next time. Take care. Thank you for listening to The Barrier Breakdown, Disrupting Mental Health. Listeners can find all of our episodes on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. For more information and to learn about upcoming continuing education events, check out our website, cbicenterforeducation.com, our Facebook pages, Cognitive Behavior Institute, and CBI Center for Education, as well as our Instagram at Cognitive Behavior Institute, and our Twitter at CBI underscore Pittsburgh. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We hope you'll tune in for another guest next week.